The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the panel discussion. You're on for comic book and pop culture talk right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me every single week, the man, the myth, the legend, Schmitty. Schmitty's here. How's ever? How's your week going? You having a good week? Um, all the rain, all the th- we got rain monsoon I like rain. season. I like the rain. I don't like this much rain. I could go swimming in it. Like Scrooge McDuck and his and his uh, piles of you money. know I'm so busy that this all this rain around here in Western New York has uh, helped me in my case of not cutting the lawn. I I cut my lawn today. I was happy to get that done. But I have like an old school just rotating blade mower, like no engine. Wait, what? Just push power. Are you serious? Yeah, I have a really small lawn, so it it takes. Oh, me, okay. Yeah, and with the kids, what's that experience like, like? So you gotta like sharpen the blade and shit. I haven't had to yet. Because I've had it maybe three seasons, and I, I don't cut the lawn that often. I love every fiber of your being. Your just existence is everything. Like watching you be a wrestler, and then you're the only dude on the block with one of those like vintage school, yeah. like blades. Yeah. It's, it's howdy neighbor. It's howdy power. neighbor. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the fucking fifties. It's great. I love you so much. It's, it's so good. It's push power. I don't. I don't fucking need no engine. No, I mean you don't. It's just I I I respect the fact that you do it. Yeah. So and you probably saved yourself a crap ton of money doing it. So. Well, it's just like I, this. I I I I I said you know I can't hear the kids with the mower because the damn engine's too loud. Yeah. And a lot of times the wife's working during the day and I'm Mister Mom in it Keaton style. You got to get stuff done. I was relying too much on my neighbors to to mow my lawn for me, which they still do primarily. Oh, that's nice. Though. Yeah, I got an older, tired dude across the street. My neighbor, he likes to mow lawns. So everybody's got small lawns, so it's like when one guy gets going, he just does like you the just whole goes. street. Yeah, that's just, really yeah. nice. That's good camaraderie. It's a, it's a nice neighborhood. Well, it's wild because like there's this like there's you. Yeah. All right, You're using the the old push power yeah. blade style, and I have a I have a neighbor in my neighborhood who uh, has one of those automatic ones. Okay. Like, they look like a Roomba. Yeah, and it's like it's not like a track. Like it knows where we all should the be bump neighbors, points. just so you can see the total yin and yang. <laughs> you got one guy with like remote control. Everything is balanced, man. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm so happy I learned that about you. It's all good stuff, man. Push no, power. It's, it's honestly, it's really cool. I, I I admire it. Um, we have a lot to talk about. This Lots week. of stuff. I mean, we always have a lot of new stuff, but today we get to talk about Black Widow. I finally seen it. Yes. And uh, Baron, he said he saw it too. Baron, what did you think of the movie? Yes, what did you see? Um, I, I watched this movie, you see, in order to uh, have camaraderie, something to talk about with yeah. you, Schmitty, and you, Matthew. Yeah, okay. And I thought the movie was going to be about spiders. With Black Widow, you see, but no, it was not about spiders, you see. It was a woman, and I immediately turned it off because, what say you, 
I thought it was going to be spiders. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Baron, what? Uh, right, that's a little sexist, Baron. Like you can't be, you, you can't be saying like stuff like that. Well, why you just just Scarlett just, Johansson? You made made you turn it off. Well, you see, I I turned it off because I was in company in which I could not get aroused in front of, and she was doing the opposite. I turned her off because she was turning me on. You see, <laughs> what say you? Good save. Good save. That was the truth. You see. I don't know if I believe you, but uh, we'll we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. What 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 reason would I have to lie? It's just the way you worded it when you first said it. Well, I thought it was spiders. Do you turn into Shark Week? Yes, but you said... Do you, well, I a- ask you, do you turn into Shark Week and then if there's an orca, you watch? No. I turn think- off because you're ready for sharks. I. <laughs> he makes a good point. He does. Like, like if I turned on Shark Week and it was crocodiles, I'm turning that shit off. I hate I have shark nothing week. against crocodiles, but I went in for Shark Week. Shark Week is so overrated, and I feel like the only reason people like it is because of the movie Step Brothers. No, because it was popular before that. Was it? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I just feel like this became this niche thing. Oh, but it totally right. is. <laughs> oh, they, Will Ferrell said it. John it's, C. It's Riley. Totally, we got to totally, watch yeah. it now, and it's, like, overrated. Like, I'm still mad that Phelps didn't actually race a shark. Like, come on now. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was that that's, was hogwash. That's bullshit. That was. That was not. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. You're not going to put him in a swimming pool with a shark. However... Don't advertise. Yeah, they should have put, like, the glass pane like they did with Harrison Ford at Raiders of the Lost Ark with the goddamn snakes. Yeah. Put the glass pane in there, or they uh, Connery did that. Didn't it? Isn't that right, Baron? Connery did that in Thunderball. <laughs> yes, yes, he swam with sharks in Thunderball. Yes. Yes, he did. It, yeah, yeah, but I don't know if you know this, but the glass panes were not all the way. Yes, the sharks could get through. Oh. Yes, and that happened, in fact. And then my my friend Sean Connery tells me that the shark swam right by him, and he was so flabbergasted, so terrified that uh, his uh, the acting came through his face, and the director, that son of a bitch, left it in the picture. The motion picture for cinemas. Yes. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that's a that's history lesson. Cool. That's pretty yeah, good, we, we, now we know that. But, yeah, I don't like false advertising. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. don't. That, all right, was, that's a, that like was a when, bait and switch. That's like, that's like when when wrestling promoters. All right, here we go. Here's a shot for you. When they put a uh, a picture of well, let's say uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh yeah, and they from the, the 1990s, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he shows up and he looks like he smoked crystal meth like overnight, like a d- bunch of crystal meth overnight. I got I got lucky when I wrestled him. He was still in halfway decent shape. I watched him pee on himself twice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, you you know the story when I got to wrestle him, right? Do I? I don't know. So I, I, know I got to wrestle IWF. him. I had to wrestle him, and he his flight was delayed like crazy late. And when he came in, like he came in at intermission, and we were the next match after intermission. Oh, so he literally walked in. I walked up to him. I go, "Hello, sir. My name's Will. Uh, we're working together tonight." And he goes, "Oh, nice to meet you." I gotta go out there and sell my merchandise. I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh, anything you want to do tonight? He's like, ah, just listen to me. We'll be fine. I'm like, okay. And then he looks at me and he goes, you got any, you got any beer? And I go, yeah. There's a case of beer over there. I shit you not. Before he went out to do autographs, he shotgunned three beers, and then he asked if I had any fire water. And is I that like pointed- the hot stuff or is that something else? No, I, I, it's like liquor. Oh, that's another code name. Yeah, for liquor. So I pointed to a bottle of whiskey. He he hit that sucker like three times, and then he went out to do autographs. And luckily, when he came back, we had to go right to the match. Oh, good. so he was still like 
okay. But I've seen him where he wasn't okay, and he was drinking all day before the show, yeah. and it was a fucking shit show. And you've, if you see him now, oh boy, he looks just like he's been... He, he died, and he's been floating in the river for a couple decades. He is just... Whew. Let's put it nicely. Yes. But yes, so I hate false advertising. Yes. That, that happens way too often around here. Um, so yeah, so the, back to Black Widow, I guess. That was a roundabout way of getting there. One hell of a way um, to get to it. So... Initial thoughts. Uh, I feel like it was a little too late. Oh, 100%. There's, there's the expression, you got to strike when the iron is hot. If that movie would have came out, if Black Widow would have come out when it, you know, timeline-wise made sense after Civil War. To. It would have been a nice filler. Yeah. It would have been a perfect I would have. I think I would have enjoyed it much more. Yeah. But the fact, it, was, it, it felt so... Um, they were. It was more of a reactionary move than being proactive. Like, right. if they would have put Black Widow out, like when it was supposed to come out, like timeline wise in the movies, like it would have felt proactive. Like, hey, we're doing a female movie because if you to, think about right. it, yeah, that would have been before Wonder Woman. That would have been before Captain Marvel. Yes, it would have felt okay about time. Thank you. Right. Like but people now, had a it's like thank for it, and it's like yeah, it feels we've been ingenuine. we've been asking for a fucking Black Widow movie since Avengers, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So it just was. It just felt too little, too late, um, and I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if it was released canonically in the timeline. Yeah, um, it's it's. I mean, I'm glad Scar- Scarlett Johansson got her send off. As yeah, Black Widow. but it, again, I feel like it was a, a you know, and obviously uh, th- there are spoilers um, coming. You know, like the movie to build up to a Disney Plus show. I mean, I guess it's kind of a cool thing that they did it that way to an extent, but but I, I wholeheartedly agree that it would have meant more building up, it building up after Civil War. Yeah. So what do we have after Civil War? There was the first Spider-Man movie. Um, oh, Baron, that movie also is not about a spider. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that job. Now I will not waste waste my time. Yeah, there wasn't a single spider in there, was there? I didn't see one. No, I didn't. No. There was also not a lot of responsibility. And there was uh, not enough Uncle Ben. Yeah, <laughs> still don't. He's he's nameless. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, yeah, you had the Spider-Man movies. You have Black Panther. You had well, Black. Yeah, it was before Infinity War. Yeah. So, oh yeah, it wasn't like like a year. At, it wasn't Civil War came out. What two? I think two years before, yeah. twenty sixteen. So they had opportunity to put it in there. But you are right. It feel it, it feel, felt disingenuous. Um, a little bit. Are, am I happy that they did it? Again, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm I'm happy to have it that not have it. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed the supporting cast quite a bit, except for that that one guy was just like throwaway. The guy who was like giving her the sh- like hooking her up with weapons and technology. Like, who oh was that guy? yeah, we didn't really get like a big introduction. No, like he's just like, there. where did he come from? And then he's like, hey, yeah. and then they were like hinting that like they had sexual tension, but it's like, who the fuck is this guy? He's just some nobody. What? Who, like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I would imagine that he might come back at some point. But why? Because he was, she was the only person that he interacted with. Well, maybe a sister, her sister now. Wow. So. Perhaps. But uh, I thought, yeah, I did think the uh, the supporting cast was good, man. Yeah, Florence Pugh, I thought was great. I uh, uh, loved uh, David Harbor. Yeah, he was great. I, I, we were, I mean, we were sitting there listening to him just talk. He's like. Again, going back to wrestling, you have these guys who've been like nowhere in like life, like with wrestling, and they're like, "Oh, I remember back in the day when I did this and this." Yeah. And that was how he came off 
like like it was it was just he was very braggadocious yeah like, yeah what, oh. i love i love how like he's asking if cap remembered him yeah <laughs> if cap talked about him like that was great um i i did like every little time he went to have like a heart to heart with someone from his so-called family like you gotta make it, it about him well it wasn't even that like like he thought he was gonna have a heart to heart with uh natasha and yeah. uh and uh i can't pronounce her name the other uh, Florence Pugh's character. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but and and she's like, "You don't have an earpiece." <laughs> oh yeah, you went to Tesla. Where's my earpiece? Yeah, and then like when when he's about to fight Taskmaster, and then he's like, "Melina, if this is the last time I we see each other, I just want you to." And then he just looks back. He's like, "Ah, oh, just damn it!" Yeah, and she's just gone. He was comic relief, and I think it was absolutely perfect. Like he wasn't like he wasn't slapstick comic relief. It was situational comic relief. Yes. I enjoyed his character quite a bit. I want to see more of him. I, I want to see more of all three I of like those to characters. I'd like to see maybe a throwback. Yeah. I, I don't even know if a throwback. Like, because... No, I don't even think a throwback. No? No, I want to see him current day. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I respect that. I think I think if you go throwback, it's just going to muddle the waters again. It's going to be like one of those... Like, like we're talking about right now with... with not but. so much. Yeah, it's like it's like. Yeah, would it be great to see like an actual Ant Man and Wasp throwback with uh, Hank Pym? Yeah, with Hank Pym yeah. and Janet Van Dyke. Yeah, it'd yeah. be great. But at, at this point, I don't think it's really. It's not necessary. It's just going to muddle the waters and complicate things more. That's I think. a fair point. I mean, it's about to get complicated when we talk about Loki. Oh, for sure. When we talk about Loki, we're, we're definitely going to expl- uh, get into that. But um, yeah, but I think I, the big thing. The, I think the big thing about this movie, uh, Taskmaster. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate the gender swap. Okay, I didn't hate it. I thought it made sense for the story they were telling in this movie. Right. Do you, but do you think there's a chance? I mean, uh, Taskmaster is one of those like underrated, beloved characters. I didn't hate it for the. Like, I, I didn't hate it for the sake of this movie, but like I know a lot of people are like, man, ooh, Taskmaster's coming. I guarantee, if you had ten people that knew of Taskmaster. I guarantee at least half of them would not be able to tell you his skill set. Right. His backstory. They would they just like him cuz he looks cool cuz he's a fucking skull with a with a hood. Right. And he's got a fucking shield and a sword and all that stuff. All that stuff. Right. Um That's fair. I think a lot of people like the character because he looks cool more so than anything else. So that's why I didn't mind the gender swap. I feel like Marvel Movies have done that enough, with like gender swap, racial swap, uh, backstory swap, but they always seem like it's different from the comics, which I think is it gives it its own fresh kind of feel, but also it kind of they always make good on it. You know what I mean? Like, was I happy when I first saw the casting for Valkyrie? No, but then when I saw the movie, I. It, it made, made sense. sense for that movie and for the, the plot going forward. So I kind of felt the same way with Taskmaster. Okay. I didn't hate that. What I did hate was the fucking pheromones. Oh, that was weird. That was dumb as shit. That was so fucking stupid. That was strange. Yeah, she had to break, bust her nose to punch him and all that stuff. Yeah, Because of the pheromones. Yeah. Man, I wish I had pungent pheromones where I could just control women's whims by my pheromones. Or dictate their act. Like, that was the stupidest fucking thing ever. <laughs> it was so dumb. There was a weird, 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 yeah, there was a weird way about it, I guess. Yeah, it was just to make this like, this one-off villain, I guess, seem, I don't know, big, bad, 
I mean, he was a coward, obviously, but yeah, it was just that was strange. But overall, I mean, I think if I if I had to rate this movie out of ten, I I mean, I I had a lot of laughs. I give it a six. You give it a six. I'm probably in the seven realm. I'm like yes. I'm probably in the seven. Like seven six realm. seven. But I feel like a lot of the origin movies are kind of in that realm for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I feel I, like some of the some of the some of the standalone movies have felt kind of like it's just a means to a greater thing. Right. I mean, listen, Iron Man was legendary back in the day, but if you watch it now, it's just like, eh, that's okay. The yeah. first Iron Man. Yep, I agree. You know, Thor, we all know that. Captain America, First Avenger. I actually like the first Thor a lot more than most people do. Watching back, I do, but it, it just, I mean, obviously you see it, what it, what's become to like Ragnarok and how oh, Thor's yeah. evolved. Um it's crazy. Like but, Doctor Strange, I feel like that's a six or a seven. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. There wasn't anything glaringly bad about it, but if I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, I want to watch a Marvel movie, Doctor Strange is going to be like way low on my totem pole. It's not going to be like, yeah, I'm going to watch Doctor Strange again. This is great. <laughs> like, I did it a couple times. I watched it. Actually, I, I wouldn't see that twice. I did go see Doctor Strange twice. Yeah. I seen it once in regular, and then I actually seen it in 3D. It was actually really cool to see in 3D at IMAX. That I would imagine, it. yeah, with the... The folding, the, the effects, and all that stuff. It was, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. The inception. Um, so, yeah, so that that's Black Widow. Uh, debut. Did you like the post credit stinger? With, uh, what's her name? Yeah. Elaine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I knew. So, I, apparently, I, I, I just... apparently, they said that was the only thing that they altered um, due to COVID. Okay. Apparently, her, she was supposed to be introduced in the Black Widow movie first. Okay. Um, and that, but I kind of like it better with her having more of a predominant introduction in Falcon Winter Soldier, and then her like it, you you get the feeling that her and Yelena have had this. There we go. I got, you got it. it. Dad, damn. Uh, her and Yelena had kind of a an ongoing relationship. Like yeah. they've they've pulled off a few heists and missions or whatever. Um, so that's cool. That's um. Do you think they're going to do Dark Avengers, or do you think they're going to just do Thunderbolts? Because mm, I, I think don't at think this point it's Dark Avengers. Yeah, because it doesn't look like Normans, Thunderbolt Ross yeah. is going to have anything to do with the no. team. I mean, they, yeah, they, they brought back for that little weird, you know, like cameo for this movie. But I, I thought this was uh, that post credit scene. I think was the most important thing in this because it showed that there's a true connection to the movies and the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, and like I was sitting there within the theaters, my parents. I don't think they've watched any of the Disney Plus shows yet, and they're usually. I mean, they have a lot of TV shows they have to catch up on. But um, they I don't think they knew, yeah. You know what what that cameo was about. So, um, so I mean, when people finally go and see Disney Plus, it's like I'm be like, oh, okay. So they'll be bouncing back to see it. But it's kind of, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I feel like Marvel, the Marvel movies and the Marvel universe, is going in a direction in which I think they might start alienating the larger. Um, run-of-the-mill audience, the non-comic-loving audience. The non-comic, which is, that's a scary thing to to dabble I, I feel like they're going down that route uh, with, like, how what you just mentioned with your parents with that post-credit stinger, but Loki, I've talked to a lot of people that aren't huge into comic books, but they dip their toe in the MCU from time to time, Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck was, what's going, what was that? See, yeah. I loved it. I'm sure you enjoyed I, it. I appreciate it very much. But this but, is something I've always me and when when Micah was here, 
We talked about this with the multiverse stuff. If if you if this multiverse stuff, I mean, you, it, it's dated. It's up on the internet. It's months ago. The multiverse stuff is going to confuse people. Yes. All right, and that's a danger when you start alienating non like non traditional fans. That's a death warrant for your property for your yes. franchise because that's what drives all of this right people love deadpool right there's a deadpool had a huge 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 fan base but once more people got turned on to it deadpool became larger than life yeah right and mcu is the same exact way and that's what they have to handle this multiverse stuff very very carefully and i, I feel like did, yeah I, I feel like the the introduction of uh the the, the one who remains yeah right I know that it's the same actor that they've cast and already announced as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Not a lot of other people did. Casual fan. But yeah, people so, who aren't living on social media and so comicbook.com yeah, don't know. The fact that, like, a lot of people, they're like, who was that guy? Just some random guy? Like, okay, whatever. Like, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, they didn't get the reference that he's a variant of Kang the Conqueror, um, which I thought was brilliant, but... It didn't have the pomp and circumstance to end the show. Right. Falcon and Winter Soldier ended on a high note. Scarlet Witch, yeah. uh, WandaVision ended you had, on a high note. You, you had, Loki ended it with with a cliffhanger. But also, Falcon and Winter Soldier were not getting a season two. WandaVision were not too. getting a season two. So I think that's why it was important for that stinger Pretty of we're getting a season two. That's true. But with that being said, they also killed off the who uh, remains. Right. I mean, he did say, I'll see you later. Like he, he did. He I mean, he he, 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 he explained I mean, it. I, yeah. I think if you watch Loki from top to bottom, I think you have a, a pretty good idea about the variants. Like they did. a, I think, like I said, they did a nice job. And this is, of course, if you've watched it. So some of our listeners, the casual fans who may not are not going to pay for Disney Plus and streaming services. That's barbaric. Um, you know, those kind of people, they're not going to understand it. But I thought Loki did a very good job of slowly introducing and making you understand the multiverse variant aspect so if you could follow along with that if you can follow along with what they laid out for you um you know that i thought it was very i thought it was very well done and that's, yeah. that's me trying to put myself in the eyes of a uh, eyes and mind of a casual viewer yeah but um but again I, I loved it, it, it helps us out because we have the, the, the background knowledge the yeah knowledge. yes yes uh i loved it because it was that that reveal i didn't even think of at all so when they when he showed up, I'm like, oh, that's genius! Like uh, the the fact that I thought it was such a clever way to introduce Kang. You're not introducing Kang right away. You're introducing one of his variants first. Yeah, I thought that that was genius. Um, and the fact that I hadn't even considered that as a possibility. So no, I, I got done bamboozled. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I I thought it would. I, I thought it'd be. I, I thought that would be the perfect way to like. Okay, now now you're like, from a casual fan perspective, if somebody tells you, you know, you're you're inquiring about Kang like years down the road, and he's a, making appearances in movies like Ant Man, and yeah. I'm sure Doctor Strange. Everyone's like, okay, now you you know, now it's now it like makes sense. now you have to watch the Disney Plus shows. Now you're like, okay, if I'm gonna follow the story from you know from beginning to conclusion, I gotta kind of watch Disney Plus a little bit. I don't think so because when they introduce Kang, you're just gonna think it's a villain if you haven't seen Loki, right? But then, if you do watch Loki, you're like, oh, it's a f- oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. Um. So I don't think it's going to impact the movies for it. I thought it's a great way to tie it in, but not necessarily impact stuff for, for going forward. But I just feel like, yeah, things are going to get so 
confused. I don't even want to say confusing, just muddled. I feel like, uh, like I, you know, what this multiverse stuff does, though, right? It hurts my brain. It, that that too. <laughs> it leaves an opening for a lot of returns. Yes, stuff. it does. Yes, it does. I, I think that's a that's a big thing too. And you know, we talked you you when I was working overnight too. Mike had talked about like the. Uh, the the lack of emotion like now seeing like vision come back and maybe loki come back and some of these characters come back yeah after dying um i mean that's definitely a possible road that that comes in too and it just it just adds to the confusion yeah they literally said i think kevin feige wrote that he they have a whiteboard now they're actually gonna like they're gonna draw out this multiverse so they they all keep you know they can all have an idea of what the heck they're doing where well, as long at. as everybody's on the same page i and and they're smart about it, then yeah, go for it. Uh, I just hope we don't get like the confusing like the the Terminator timelines where it's like wait, oh, which yeah. one is which? What the fuck? Like yeah. they just like they branch off and it's like this movie's on this one and this movie's on that one and this movie's over here and this movie's doing this thing. Like, do they even all connect? It just seems it's like you have Terminator, Terminator Two, and then you can shoot off Terminator Genesis and in all like stuff. three right. or four different directions, right? And that's that. I mean, that kind of hurt the Terminator oh, franchise. Oh, it killed it. it. Killed it. it. Took it out back and yeah, pow, you know. Um, so yeah, so Marvel it very you know it 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 could t- it it could be actually as very long drastic. as as long like uh, the fact that you said they have a whiteboard and they're all gonna abide it's, by that plan. Yeah, as long as they have a plan, I'm okay with that. You know, what didn't have a plan was a little thing, a little space ditty. Called Star Wars. <laughs> I don't think they had a whiteboard. No, with stuff mapped out. No, they did not. I don't. I don't know if they had. I was that. just. I, I just rewatched Force Awakens this week, and I'm like, man, if you cut the sequel trilogy off after Force Awakens, this trilogy's a ten out of ten. <laughs> there was no. There was no. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, take note. Um, so, yeah. So, so they're gonna try that. This. I mean, this ending opens up everything. Like now, we can start getting trailers for. Spider-Man. Yeah. Doctor Strange. We still have three movies to go, everybody. Shang-Chi, Eternals, and, and Spider-Man this, this, this year. year. Um, I think it's I think it goes Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man in December. But, um, you know, this opens up everything. It, it, it really does. I heard that Loki's supposed to be in Spider-Man. Yeah, well. I heard Tom Hiddleston's in for that. Um, I don't yeah, know. He did, it, say, he did say he's, he's up for the long haul. I read uh, which makes me happy. I read an interview and he said he will come back to play Loki as long as they want him to. Good, which makes me happy because again there was I think there was a lot left untold. Yeah, like if if you killed you know the well, obviously Thor- we're getting season two. Yeah. Um. What what you think he's just in some random, random timeline at the end there? Yeah. Oh, it gets. I mean, they, now it gets like it's scary. Or do you think he's like I back was, in the timeline? That's that like corrected. He, yeah. That he like with with the the new thing. The new, the the the, the the post dusted. We got rid of Thanos. Tony Stark's right. dead. Like, is he back there now? That's that's a possibility. That's the cliffhanger. Unfortunately, that they did a really good job about. I was really sad we didn't get to see my well, wife. I don't know it, because we got the statue of Kang, or not in the Kang, TV, yeah, yeah. Oh, but the, yeah. maybe a variant of Kang. That that same actor. We get that big statue. Yeah. Well, that looked more like the comic accurate Kang. The, the, they did a, I mean, the helmet. I think they had. A bit I don't of a know helmet. if I saw the helmet. I think he had like an almost like an Ozymandias, um from Watchmen headband. His his outfit is very similar to Ozymandias, where it's almost look, looks Pharaoh esque, uh, and billowy and flowing. And he's almost got like quasi shoulder pads. Oh yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, you're right. I'm so, looking at it right now. 
That's fair. Because I remember making that comparison in my mind when I saw it. That's the only reason it stood out so much. Yeah. This is a good cliff. I mean, this is a just a tremendous cliffhanger. That um, it has me, and I think a lot of diehards excited for the you know for the future. But a lot of people. I think the next confused. season is supposed to be like same time next year. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I am looking forward to it. Um, but the shows next year is it's. I think it's going to be Loki season two. What other shows are come, supposed to hit? Hawkeye's got to come out. Is next that year. next year? That's got to be right. I don't think we're getting any more Disney Plus shows for 2021. Okay. I don't think we are. I mean, we got. What we if? got three right after. Yeah, we, the what, we, if. what if that's not yeah. gonna that's not gonna count towards the uh the multiverse stuff. Yeah, that's just stuff, kinda but, like a... um Yeah. I, I, I think we're done with Disney Plus for the year as far as Marvel goes, but I think next year Hawkeye we gotta start getting She Hulk and some of these other ones soon. Oh yeah, She Hulk, that that's another show. She Hulk, Moon Knight. Yep, that's right. Those you know. I think are yeah. So So we'll see how that all goes. We'll see how that all goes. But man, yeah. It's it's exciting because I mean it gives people like us like a lot more material to work with, right? Man, yeah. we can we can sit here and just hypothesize over and over and over again. We'll probably never be right. You know what I mean? That, that, that's that's the fun part right now. I think about where the MCU is at. Yep, where where it is from start to finish. So and no jet ski action. I was very sad. I was gonna say my wife and I were very upset. That no there was jet no ski action. Jet ski. That, we just wanted to see him on the jet ski once. That would have been a happy ending. But. Um, yeah, now it gets How weird. great would that have been if they 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 like uh, instead of that car when he saves them, if they were like by a body of water and he just zoomed up on a jet, jet ski? ski. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. That would have been better than the that pizza car. That would almost been better as the Thanos chopper. <laughs> almost. It was amazing. Um. So all right. So that's Marvel in a nutshell. We're going over to Star Wars now. Talk a little Bad Batch. Yeah. What do you think of this last episode? Uh, With Harrison Dula. Getting her mommy and her pippy free from those evil fucking clones. Yeah. Those bastards. It was, it was all right. I think it was, a, it was a little bit better than the last two, I think, episodes that we've had. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little more action, a little more... Um, yeah, Crosshair's kind of coming into his own like a prick. Yeah, he's, he's, he's starting to kind of get back into the fold a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they stayed on this planet for the remainder of the season. Do you think they'll stay on Ryloth? I, I feel like there's more. Do you think more. they're going to go back? I, I don't know. I mean, they escaped. They got. What do we got? got Four episodes left. Five I, episodes I, left. I honestly don't know how many episodes are going to be in the season. It's supposed to be sixteen. I think. Oh, sixteen. Okay. I think so that was episode about. ten or eleven. Um, so yeah. yeah, there's room for room for other stuff. It's just it's jumped all over, and and I and I you know that's fine too. It's just jumped all over, and it's it's really unpredictable. What's what's you know is, are they going to kill off Crosshair at the end? Like what's going to be the uh, conclusion of all this? It's a big question, but yeah, it wasn't a bad episode um, at all. We're starting to see I mean just a little bit more about Imperial rule and the transition on everything. And now I don't understand how come some of the clone troopers are like yeah we're not going to fight this way. Like did they just have the chip that tell them to kill the Jedi and that's it? And after that, they got free will. That's a good question. Like, what? What's that all about? What's yeah, the deal? They have faulty inhibitor chips. I, I don't know. I don't. But they know. weren't. They weren't like the reason the Bad Batch didn't do it is because they were altered clones. They were rejects. Yeah. You know. Um. So that's why their inhibitor chips were off. But the uh, clones that like at the end of the episode where uh, what's this? The, yeah, they the dropped their command, shields. Yeah, they're all done. Like their inhibitor chips are. Normal, because they're normal clones. Unless maybe those clones... No, because he said that they fought during the Clone War. So, yeah, they were clones. They're not like the... Yeah, they're not the Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. they're not they're Stormtroopers. Not this, like, yeah, the, they're not the, just the people that they hired, um, like Crosshair's group. But, yeah, I just thought that was weird. I'm like, well, where's... That didn't make sense. That they that's, would just yeah, that's throw, a, the, throw down and then... that. 
That's a good point. That is a good point. And even point. the commander, like clearly he's a clone. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna. You see things wrong. Maybe there, yeah, maybe there's more imperfections than uh, we've been led to realize. Maybe there's more than an, uh, the the bad batch is just a little bit bigger than everybody thinks. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't just know. thought that was that that rose a question in my mind. Like, why why are they just yeah they're just like yeah okay we'll throw well, it down. I don't know because I think they're they're trying to move on from the clone program now. So. Um, I don't know. Some of them are starting to think of, I guess, maybe just a little bit more independently. There's no more Order 66. There's no more. Like, Crosshair is obviously, you know. Yeah, was it just, just to kill the Jedi? Was that the only thing that was like. Well, that's, that's they, what they orders, did blindly? Right. Was, yeah, I mean, that's that was Order 66. 66. That was, I mean, there was all sorts of different orders I read, but um, that was that was the only one. Other than that, it was just, you know, just kind of loyalty. Yeah. Right. It, it, that's what I think, and 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 just yeah. Crosshair's always been this strange, just this strange cat, and well, actually, you know, I don't know because Wrecker, his chip was going off. Yeah, and he was, was going like, to attack. He was going to attack the clone troopers. They're not Jedi. No. I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's weird. I wonder if we'll get an explanation on it. I'd like to hear what Floney thinks of it. Cause, yeah, because he's directly responsible for everything going yeah. on with these these shows. Yeah. He's so. probably got a whiteboard. He probably does. With a tree He's of ideas. <laughs> He's a smart, smart man. Uh I liked I liked the banter with Hera and, and uh Omega. I thought that was good and it's weird, like Hera's got a French accent in this show, but she's not in Rebels. She didn't Rebels? No. That's is that is weird. Maybe she just grew out of it, who knows? Yeah, like Kofi Kingston. Yeah. You know, sometimes you lose <laughs> that Jamaican accent. <laughs> uh I think that's yeah, Did you really do you watch a, a little movie that knocked Black Widow off its perch? No, you didn't. You didn't watch Space Jam. I, I did The new legacy. You can talk about it. I'm not going to run to theaters to see it. So, uh, yeah, we watched it. Uh, I think it was Friday night. Yeah, the wife and I and the kids. And yeah, it uh, it was weird. It the commercial looked weird. I it, don't know who the fuck they were making this movie for. Like well, literally. Say, well, listen, people defending LeBron James and stuff on, on Twitter, are like, yeah, it's for the kids. It's for you, screw your opinion. But wh- how did your kids take it all in? No, my kids liked it, but like, I, I honestly, okay, so they spent way too much time on LeBron and his family. Like, I want more Looney Tune characters. Like, the, the Bugs Bunny was the only one who got like anything to do. Really, yeah. the rest of the characters were just like. You saw them, and they just really didn't even do anything else. Yeah. They were just kind of, like, there. That's strange. Or, yeah, in the original Space Jam, which everyone all of a sudden hates and dislikes compared to this one, um, for some ungodly Neither reason. one are good. Like, I think, like, the first Space Jam, like, if you watch it, like, it's not good. It's just nostalgia. I think it... I think Michael it's a little, I think it's a little bit terrible acting. He didn't. I mean, yo, and so is LeBron. Listen. LeBron's bad too. I'm not defending no, LeBron's no, no. acting I know skills either. I know not. What did you want, Michael Jordan? Exactly. To do? No, he's talking to cartoon characters. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't. He's no. He's no Bob Hoskins acting with fucking Roger Rabbit. No. But I, see, I, I don't know. I, watched, I don't, I'm not. I'm not discrediting him. No, it I is what not. it is. I watched the first base. I don't think it is. Ter- like it is terrible. You know, Michael Jordan. It gets was a not pass because it has Muggsy Bogues. I'll give it that. Yeah, that's fair. I love Muggsy Bogues. And, My man, uh, Muggsy. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Yeah, Wayne Knight's and, and Bill, Bill Murray's Murray. in it. It's a great cast. Yeah. But so, like, they spent way too much time on LeBron's family. Not enough time on the Looney Tunes characters. 
they do this weird thing where it's like, okay, so Le- like they they go into the Warner verse, and each property of Warner Brothers has its own planet. So there's like a Game of Thrones planet. There's a fucking uh, Warner like a DC Comics planet. There's oh a, really they yeah now like, it's hitting there yeah. Does Mortal Kombat have a planet? They don't. That's bullshit. But pretty close. So like all these places have planets. So like LeBron's at the Toon Planet. And he meets bugs, and all the other tunes have dispersed amongst this universe. So they got to go recruit him. They do yeah. like a recruiting montage. So the first one kind of makes sense. They go to like DC Planet, and the people in DC Planet look like the Batman animated series, Superman okay. the animated series. Is that Art Deco? So they get Daffy, they get Porky. Okay, that makes sense. But then, like, the next shot is them in the middle of the fucking raid scene of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Like, that's a hard R movie <laughs> with fucking rape and yeah. kidnapping and fucking killing premature babies and yeah. cutting baby dead fetus babies out of pregnant women. Like, what? Why? This is, is this Why a kid's this? movie? Right, right, right. Why are you promoting Mad Max? You know, there's, a, there's, there's like, I don't know, it's weird now. Like, that... PG movies are not, like, PG from, like, 10, 15 but years But, like, ago. okay, I get it. You want to do something for the parents, or the older crowd, but like when you watch a Pixar movie, they have that stuff, but it's subtle and it's like it's not integral to the plot of the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like little throwaway gags, yeah, that add to the charm of the movie, but they're not going to be the plot of the movie. So then, like, oh, so there's Mad Max, right? So there's that. Then it's like. LeBron's like, hey, get me a get me a couple of players. Oh, you want a player? Yeah, baby, yeah. They fucking show Austin Powers. My kids don't know who the fuck Austin Powers is. <laughs> they show Austin fucking Powers, and then they have the scene from the Spy Who Shagged Me, where they introduce Mini Me. It's the straight up scene, but when they pull back the curtain, instead of Vern Troyer, you got Elmer Fudd dressed as fucking <laughs> Doctor Evil. And he goes, he does his fucking Elmer Fudd voice. And then, like, <laughs> you hear Sylvester go, Elmer, is that you? And then you see, and it's it's Sylvester, but he's shaved, so he's Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> and they recruit him that way. And then there's, like, a scene where it's Speedy Gonzalez and the old lady reenacting the hacking scene from The Matrix. Where, like, the old lady's on the computer, and then they find her, and she's fucking doing the Trinity pose, and then Speedy Gonzalez is dressed up like fucking Neo, and he's dodging bullets, but as he's dodging each bullet, he's like, Andale, Andale, Andale. Like, what the, who is this for? And then the the, the most mind-boggling one is they're driving around in Marvin the Martian spaceship, and all of a sudden, the Tasmanian devil hits their windshield, right? And then all of a sudden, oh, there's just Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. In a, in a kids movie. Yep. In a PG movie geared toward kids, Rick and Morty. And he's like, yeah, we don't know what this crazy animal is, but you can have it back. And then Morty's like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't unsee what I've seen. Like, why are Rick and Morty in a Space Jam Looney Tunes co- right. fucking movie? Yeah. I mean, listen, listen. Like, who was this I, I, movie for? I don't want you to like think that we're just like shitting all. But you got to think of this movie. I enjoyed like, it. No, I know you did. But who was it for? Who was it for? Right, that's the big question. Like, you got to look at this through the eyes of a child who hopefully has never seen. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people, but you know, sh- maybe shouldn't be watching Rick and Morty. Maybe shouldn't have seen Mad Max at this point in their life. 
You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's tricky. I, I think there was just, I mean, I, it's it comes off like it was a, a geared at a nostalgia trip aimed at like early adults, like or young adults. Yeah. Something like, like that. Like I don't mind the DC. That makes sense. Yeah. And the 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 realm like that's something that the adults are going to enjoy because you're still referencing cartoons that they grew up on. But the kids can also, oh, that's Superman. And that, like they did one for, for Lola Bunny. They get her at Themyscira or wherever Wonder Woman's from. Yeah. And that's how they get her. That makes sense. But like Mad Max, The Matrix, like they didn't do a Harry Potter one. Do a Harry Potter one. That'd be fine. That'd make sense. Yeah, they do have that. You know, they've referenced Harry Potter world, but they didn't like do how, it. How was the basketball game? Uh, and how long did it last? Forgettable. Was it? Yeah. I mean, they do the halftime thing. Well, just like that, yeah. Like they're I getting their the ass clip. kicked. Yeah, they're getting their ass kicked at halftime. And I heard then... there was a there was a funny uh, there was a funny reference. Yeah, that yeah. was that actually got me to 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 cackle out loud. That was pretty good <laughs> with uh, with Michael Jordan. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's pretty clever. That's very clever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. But like, I asked my, I'm like, do you guys, did you guys like? They liked it. They wanted to watch it again eventually, but. Um, the animation was beautiful. I will say that, yeah. like both the hand drawn style and the the 3D when they were playing basketball, it was was gorgeous. But uh, you know what? It really was missing. It was missing. Uh, just I was thinking of how great this this scene would have been. You got Pepe Le Pew, and he starts singing. Uh, one. Of, what was oh, that? Oh, actually made it into the movie. No, he didn't. But he oh. should have been. Oh, I mean, yeah. you had the Doogies from oh. Clockwork Orange in there, yeah, that's true. but not Pepe Le Pew. canceled. Yeah, he did. But uh, there was a famous song from the first Space Jam. You know what it was? I forget. Something about flying. I believe. Yeah, I, like you yeah, get Pepe yeah. Le Pew singing that song, and he goes up to a girl. He could spray her with his skunk spray. And <laughs> no. No? You don't think that'd be appropriate for the movie? Uh, That's an adult reference. That would be great. That would whoo, people would be rolling in the, in the aisles. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> he goes up to the little kitty. He sprays her with his skunk spray. Oh, dear God. <laughs> we're going to be sitting next to Pepe Le Pew and Dr. Seuss in a little bit. <laughs> Holy shit. On cancel and cancel prison. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No, huh? Baron. Yeah. What do you think? I, I you see, I, I, I don't listen to the hip hop. I don't understand that reference. No, no, I don't. Okay. Is it, uh, who who sings a song about flying? You see, R. R. Kelly. Who's that? Robert Robert Kelly. Well, I don't I, I don't know the man. He's a he's a rapper. Well, he was. Does he rap presents? Does he rap gifts? At the mall, uh, get, he, he you might know, the shopping mall. Yes, he uses his voice. He's like, a, is he really even? No, a what's the skunk spray reference? What does that, Smitty? What does that entail? What's the skunk spray? Uh, you know, R. Kelly, he would he would uh, spray people with urine. Urine! Oh God, despicable! Should not be in a child's movie. No, mm. no. Oh, we're good. Okay. Well. Ironically enough, Baron is the voice of reason here. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, it is. A little I think that would have been a great adult joke reference. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> um, even ties into the first one with the song and everything. Yeah, I guess it does a little bit, huh? It does a lot of bit. <laughs> Shit, I'm picturing this in my head, and I'm yeah. I'm how can you not terrified. chuckle a little bit? I'm a little terrified. Um, 
All right. Uh, so that's Space Jam. That came out. Yes, that beat Black Widow at the box office. Big turnout. Uh, so it's doing pretty well for itself. We'll see if it can. Yeah, knock Black week. Widow off. We'll see how it. I don't even know what's coming. Out. Is anything? Oh, uh, what does something does come out next week? I don't recall. I don't know. It's color me, me confused. Uh, what else we got in the news department this week? Uh, my wallet is just weeping. <laughs> my wallet is in tears. San Diego Comic Con, I hate you. You're not even having a normal conversation or normal convention, rather. It's all virtual, but you're still releasing and peddling your wares, and all this stuff looks oh, awesome. Man. It does look good. All this stuff looks awesome. So good. Um, a lot of places, a lot of toy companies are going like direct to consumer. Yeah. Uh, like Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse. Fuck you, Target. Yes. Yeah, they're saying pretty much F you, Target. They're good. Yeah. Uh, See, you, you minimum Mattel, wage paid pieces of shit. Mattel has started get. their own Mattel Creations that you can crowdfund oh. through. Uh, so the crowdfunding stuff, um, like HasLab, they've done that. Uh, they released images of a fucking gigantic Galactus figure. Uh, I've seen that. With lights. How big is it supposed to be? I had a big Galactus figure when I was the younger. The Build-A-Figure. Did you get the Build-A-Figure no, from like I, 2008? No, this is like I had, I had late that and 90s. sold it. Okay. This is late 90s. Actually, do I have it? No, I don't. I auctioned it off. You push like a button on the center of his chest and he had he had like two sound like he had like two sound effects with it, yeah. but he lit up. I remember it scared the shit out of me one night because it just started just go going off, off on its own. Small soldier style? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it like one of his lines was, I hunger. And the other one was, <laughs> down. It was like sound effects. Down. And he was probably, you remember those deluxe X-Men figures? They were probably like. Uh, yeah, I do. Like, yep. it, it was about the same size as that. So this is going to be in scale with your six-inch action figures from Marvel Legends. Same articulation and everything. So I saw a picture. They did like a, a size-by-size comparison. With a six-inch figure next to it, comparable, and it looks like this is probably going to be at least four feet tall. Oh. Like three to four feet tall. It looks huge. I want it. It looks huge. I want it for the room and put them right next to the Stormtrooper. So uh, you can, can, uh, with Hasbro HasLab, you commit to it. If enough people commit to buying this item, then it gets produced and you get charged. I want to say it's like 500 bucks. (sighs) It's steep. Oh, it is very steep. Are you buying it? No. Okay. I have no room for said said things. That thing's massive. But so they released that for Marvel and then for Star Wars, they're doing a Rancor in the same sizing scale. So it's gonna go with your black series six inch Star Wars figure. So they're doing a Rancor. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think both of those are gonna get through the approved stage and Oh, I would say bingo, so. There's bingo, gonna be bingo. big, yeah. There's gonna be some big, big spenders for that. So, uh, but Mattel kind of went suit as well. They're doing a crowdfunding one uh, for the wrestling fans out there. They're doing a uh, a new generation uh, themed ring entranceway, ring and entranceway. So you're gonna have that neon entranceway, yeah, and it actually lights up, and then you get the ring, and the the ring's kind of cool because like you could take all the turnbuckles off. Oh, really? And you can actually roll up the mat. And when you roll up the mat, they have the wooden planks underneath. Oh, exposing the business. Yeah, exposing That's everything. really cool. So, And then that one's going to come with a diesel Big Daddy Cool Ultimates figure. Okay. Uh, and the, the cool thing about these is they usually do tiers. And what I mean by that is, like, they'll, they'll say, okay, if it gets to this level, we'll make it. Okay, great. If it gets to this next level, we'll give you this bonus feature. 
Right. If it gets to this, the the, the higher it gets, and the more people commit yeah. to buy it, the more they give you. Uh, like they did the big one was the Razor Crest. They did a Razor Crest vehicle for yeah. your three and three quarter inch figures, and it like if it got to a certain point, they gave you electronic sounds and lights and stuff. Oh, that's. Cool. And then the next one was like you get a a child or a Grogu figure with his pram. And then if it got to the next levels, like you get the off-world jowl with the the little egg, and then I think I forgot what the the last level was, but yeah, it met that the Razor Crest was extremely successful. It got to all the tiers, and it hasn't come out yet, but it was kind of like back the barge, the sail barge, job yeah. sail barge. So the more that people commit to buy it, the more stuff you're gonna get with it. Okay. Uh, and the cool thing with the Mattel one, they're like, you know, they they said this is what it starts with, but there's going to be more tiers to unlock. And they gave you a little hint, like the one image was the ring with Diesel standing in there. And then there was a big clown mallet next to him. So I'm thinking we, if you get to a certain tier, we might get a Doink the Clown. Oh, man, we all know how much Diesel loves Doink the Clown. I love Matt Bourne. Whew. I do, too. So so underrated. I love the story how pissed Diesel is that he didn't get put in the WF. Uh, was it that was it the arcade game that... that Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they, they put Dorothy the Clown in instead so, of him. So much more marketable. <laughs> Come on, get out of here, Diesel. Diesel. Uh, so that stuff's cool. Um, the Logan, the the Wolverine from the animated series. Yeah, that, that well, that's going to be a whole line. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's the first, rele- first reveal. So, you know, do you think that bedroom would link right up to Cyclops? Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. I think it would link right up. His bed right there, right to... Scots and jeans. Wow. Big bed. Big bed for big fun. <laughs> I almost got it. Two months. <laughs> almost. Two months. I like to throw it in there when you least expect it. You brought it up. <laughs> Did you I? brought yeah, you brought up Logan. Yeah, How am right. I not supposed to hit you're swing right. and a Logan, miss? bed. You yeah. lobbed it right over the it's, over the plate there. <laughs> it's fair. Um but yeah, yeah that's one of the one cool. of the like the, the most memed like f- images of that. It's him laying in bed. With uh, the picture frame of Gene. Yeah. And, it, you know, everybody loves to meme, like, make memes out of that and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's actually the, the first one that was announced, and people were really, really stoked. Actually, Porcupine Jones sent that to us in our group. Porcupine chat. Jones? You speak ill of that man? Hmm? Yes? What say you? Hmm? Speak ill of him? Ill? I'm not going to speak ill of him. Mm, I hope he gets a very nasty summer cold. I hate summer colds. Those are the worst. Those are the worst. Sniffly. It's hot and you can't breathe. It's awful. Um, so that looks cool. A lot of, oh, uh, kind of now that we're on the subject of toys, I do have a retraction from last week. Uh-oh. I was wrong about the uh, the Vintage Collection Emperor throne room playset. You're not going to get that Emperor on a card back. He's not going to come in his own package, but the packaging looks cool. They showed you, like, pull the box down, and it's like an entire throne room playset pretty much it looks cool right. but you're not going to get him on his in, in in the packaging okay and then the other thing we were talking about the movie theme wwe figures the john cena is not going to be from suicide squad it's going to be his character from fast and the furious oh f9 oh f9 it's so plain well it's yeah that's probably why they did it they already have all the molds <laughs> son of a bitch so yeah. Um, and then the real thing that's going to just destroy my wallet is fucking NECA. And More? Goddamn turtles. These fucking turtles are going to destroy me. So they they announced that they're making a... Uh, well, I'll start with the movies. 
So the movie ones you can only get at Walmart, and those Walmart employees are worse than the fucking Target employees. Uh, the Walmart ones, they're releasing from the first movie, a Casey Jones. Now, we already did get a Casey Jones, but he had his mask glued to his fucking face. This one, you're going to get the actor's likeness who played him, Elias Kodis. Is there a removable it's basic, mask? Yeah, it's basically the same fucking figure. They just gave you an extra head of the actor's oh. likeness. It's, and they said they improved the elbow joints because the elbow joints on the first figure are a little wonky. But they're, it's basically the same fucking figure with just a new head. Pieces of shit. Um, and then they're released. Like the, I don't like the, the 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 replaceable heads. I feel like I'm breaking the toy when I when I switch the heads out. The key is you got to get a hair dryer, and you put the hair dryer on the figure, okay. and you and you pass it, and then those joints come off a lot easier. I'll do that. Yeah, it's same thing with like the NECA toys. A lot of their joints are really stiff when you take them out of the package, but if you run a hair dryer on them for a while, it then up. it loosens them up, and you don't have to worry about breaking them. Okay. But yes, that especially with NECA toys, they are very stiff when you get them out of the package. Yeah. That sounded very dirty. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, they're also making, speaking of reusing the same molds, they're making a, another Shredder figure, but this one's going to be from Secret of the Ooze. Very slight minor change. The first movie, he was wearing more of a burgundy color. Right. And the sequel, he's wearing more purple. Uh, they're also reusing the mold to make another Super Shredder. Speaking of Big Daddy Cool Diesel, um, that literally looks like the same figure they released before, but I think you're getting like the Doc playset okay. from the end of the movie. Um, and I think that was it for the movie line. Um, the cartoon line? Just get the fuck out of here, because they showed pictures of Ground Chuck and Dirtbag. Ground Chuck was, they were like a, another version of like Bebop and Rocksteady. It was like Bebop okay. and Rocksteady kept fucking up, so Shredder brought these other two mutants in. Ground Chuck is like, he's a mutant bull, but he's also half cyborg. And Dirtbag is a, uh, he's a groundhog. Okay. So those look awesome. We're getting Wingnut and Screw Loose. Wingnut was that have bat. They, have they released his characters before? No, like in, uh, not figure? in comic accurate. Okay. Uh, they were released like back in the old toy line, back with Playmates. But um, yeah, we're getting Wingnut and Screwloose. That was the bat and the uh, mosquito type character. Those look awesome. Uh, then they teased we're getting a comic cartoon accurate Tokan Razar. Okay. Because they were in the cartoon for like one episode. And then they, uh, the big doozy is the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive where uh, news team assemble, as Will Ferrell would say. They're making the Channel 6 news team. So you're going to get a Irma with a removable head where you can make her wear rat Irma. Yeah. You're getting another Vernon Fenwick, but this one looks like he's like more cowardly. The other one looked more confident. You're getting a Vernon Thompson. Uh, and then you're going to get an, an April O'Neil, but this one's going to be in her mutated cat form. But the cool thing is the box will transform into a newsroom playset with cameras and everything. Well, that's kind of cool. So that's a Comic-Con exclusive. They said they still will have it at Target, but yeah, good luck. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one to get. I can't keep ripping on Target employees. Why is know. that? I mean, I can, but I, I feel like it's like a, uh, I don't know, I think it's becoming a little redundant. I mean, do I keep fighting the good fight and keep calling out these pieces of shit? Uh, no. You call a spade a spade, don't you? <laughs> so I keep fighting? Yeah, we. you got to keep fighting. All right. I'm gonna sometimes have, I'm gonna... you just got to go the distance. 
I should start doing like a target rant like every episode. <laughs> just have it planned out or just do it out from the top of my head. Or just grab a megaphone, go down to your local Target, just sit in the parking lot and scream obscenities. <laughs> you won't get in any trouble for that, will you? I don't know. Uh, you Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Crash Bandicoot got in trouble for telling people to eat pizza backwards back in the day. So Did he really? Yeah. What was wrong with that? Well, it was in the commercial. He got in trouble. That's terrible. That poor man. You don't po- know that Crash poor Band- marsupial. There we go. I was. I had to make sure you knew who he was. Yes. Okay. Um, so those are all coming out. Um, yeah, that that uh, that's kind of it for the turtle NECA news. Oh, Playmates announced that they're making Star Trek figures again. Cool. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Star said, Trek. What are they going back through the? I think they're just going to do or? everything. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to start with Discovery because it's relevant and new. Yeah. Uh, but it, if that is successful, they said you know sky's the limit. But I don't know. The remember I used to have Star Trek action figures, but I was like, <sighs> you can find them anywhere now. They're like the yeah, Kenner Star probably, Wars from the nineties. Pretty cheap. Yeah, you yeah. can get them for like retail back from the day. Yeah, yeah. I miss. I do miss my Starship Enterprise though. That was a cool ship. Was it the playset or just the model? It was the the model, but the the wings, like the back wings, they'd come off and they had like lasers at the end of it. Oh, that's crazy. It's really cool. Um. All right, so is that it for news? That's all I got, unless you got anything else. I got nothing. That's a wrap. So, I, went, I went into a tangent on those toys. You, you know, did. I love those toys. I know you do. I look Can't forward to hearing about it because it makes me moist. <laughs> um, all right, so everybody, it's comic book. Time to read some comic books. And uh, I am reading The Avengers 218 from April. Of I love that ad on the back. Is that from I, Lone Ranger? Yes, it is. That's awesome. You want to take I've seen look that at before. It? I love Listen, I... We did I, oh, a, I've seen it. You've seen I, it? I, that's okay. why I wanted to comment on it. We've done ad like we did an ad episode the first like Christmas that we started doing this, and I love looking at old comic books for the ads. Oh, I know. I yeah. I picked up the the whole run of Silver Sable from the like early nineties, yeah. and that's half the joy of reading it is the, is the fucking ads like yeah. the baseball. Card I like to ads revisit it again at some point. I like to revisit that and do an episode where we just kind of look at ads again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, look at Tonto and Scout, Butch Cavendish and Smoke, oh, Cavendish. George Custer, a- Buffalo Bill Cody, and the Lone Ranger and Silver, and they got like a cool place. Uh, I kind of want to send send this uh, <laughs> send away. Send I don't away. know if you're gonna get it. Oh, uh, it expired on June 30th, 1982. That's Damn a little, it! That's a little nah, bit you're a little late. A little late. And look at this: is a Cracker Jack story is the opening cover ad. Oh, I love it! I love it. All right. Um. So yes, Avengers 218. And the cover is actually really, oh, it's dramatic. There's Cap, there's Thor, there's Iron Man, there's uh, the Wasp, and there's there's somebody holding a gun up to their head. It says, born again and again and again. To save the world, the boy must die. It's good stuff. Sounds right. like a terrible boy. Yeah. No, it's, it's something. So it opens up uh, with a boy ringing the doorbell at the famed Avengers Mansion, and Jarvis answers the door, and uh, Jarvis is like, hey, yes, young man, may I be of service? And this boy's like, yeah, you're Jarvis, the Avengers butler, correct? And Jarvis is like, yeah, I am. Well, I've got to, I got to see them immediately. Jarvis is like, I'm sorry, young man, but the Avengers are quite busy today. I'm afraid they've simply no time for autographs. And this boy's like, Auto- I'm going to get, I'm going to get in character. I'm going to get in character. I'm gonna there start you doing go. Voices. Autographs. I'm not look. I'm not some stupid child looking for autographs. This is a matter of life and death. 
And Jarvis is like, oh, indeed. You know, then if he can come back tomorrow or the next day, and he's pissed. He's pissed. He's like, listen, listen to me. I'm not lying. I have this, I have to see the Avengers. And the Wasp randomly shows up, and he, this boy gets all excited. He's like, oh, you're the Wasp. Listen to me. Don't let him turn me away. And uh, Wasp, you know, whatever. She, she lets him in. She lets him into the house. She's like, Jarvis, don't worry about it. He's just a sweet little boy. And then uh, shit gets crazy. Wasp calls him sweetie, and he is not about that. All right. She, he yells at her. He tells her to shut up and pushes her away. Shut up! He pushes her away and runs. All right, he runs into a room where Thor, Cap, and Iron Man happen to be working on some stuff and some things. And uh, one of the things almost falls on Iron Man that he's working on because the boy startled him so much. And, ooh, a Bubble Yum advertisement. Oh, Bubble Yum. Muscles in seven days. How do you get that? Just seven? Dynamic tension. Starts giving results you can feel and your friends will notice. Big useful muscles. Game Sounds like DDP yogas. <laughs> Is that a shot? Shot's what? No, I, I have DDP yoga. He just tells you to just squeeze your muscles. Just oh. tense them up. Here's then another. you have to hulk it out. Here's another one. Be a slam dunker. Stuff shots. Be a real elevator man. Amazing basketball booklet increases jumping ability six inches in six weeks. That's, I fucking love it. I love it. I love the ads. Um, Thor picks up the boy in Odin's eye. Child, have ye no sense? Bursting upon us like that, we could have taken thee for some base villain. And done thee serious harm. Who art thou art? Thor, I hate Thor's dialogue. I get it, but it's like so Put some bass into it. Yeah, well, yes, I see. <laughs> Pretend you're reading Shakespeare. Who art thou art? Yeah, see, that's good. Thor hath half a mind. Give thee a sound spanking. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it gets intense. And Wasp finally catches up. She's, she's pissed at this kid. And this kid's trying to explain... He goes, I need your help. And Iron Man's like, easy, son. Why don't you tell us your name so that we can get in touch with your parents? I'm sure they'd like to know where you are. And this kid goes, my parents? Fool. I was afraid this would be a reaction, but I must make you understand. He pulls out a revolver, and he shoots himself in the head in front of the Avengers. Whoa, I did not see that coming. But here's the twist. It's in the MCU, so it's all redacted. He, His curse is that if he... When he kills himself, he just comes back to life. He lives eternally. So, like, like you can start to see him form. Oh, so he's kind of like he Bill did, no, he just a, a little thing, bit. Yeah. Actually, he dies, and then no, there he's coming back there. Oh, so he's like he starts off as just a little baby, like a little baby fetus. It, it, yeah, like like yeah, he just grows right back and instantly. And he's like, now do you believe me? And then they go sit at the table and and whatnot. And this kid, he says his name is Morgan McNeil Hardy, which is a name that. Cap is very familiar with, and he's explaining um, know, some psi augmenter thing that happened and 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 messed him up. I'm not entirely sure what happened, but he's actually lived through time over and over again. He just can't die. That's just that's his thing. He just can't he's, die. He's and a Dracula. He's a Dracula. He might as well be. And they're trying to figure it out. So they're 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 meeting and stuff. And is he a Highlander? So many different kind of things that could just live eternally. It's multiverse. I hate to see his variants. I know. Um, I'm just hearing Queen who wants to live forever <laughs> just play softly in the back of my mind. So, uh, <laughs> so, all right. The Iron Man's like, okay, come back tomorrow. We'll figure it out. It's late. Go home. Get some rest. We'll figure it out. So uh, this Hardy, he's like, nah, F that noise. 
he runs and he finds himself in a train and there's a bunch of like those hobos in nice suit and that hobos but they're like circus people and he's like oh you got any food money and this dude pulls out his gun and starts capping at him and they run away it's very cool all right oh i'll make you a master karate only a dollar ninety nine. Oh, I thought that was part of the story no, for I a wish. second. I'm like, wow, that's a twist. <laughs> in just two hours, if you receive super karate, you'll be on your way to being an invincible karate master at home. Sorry, another ad. <laughs> All right, so this kid, uh, well, Hardy, he breaks into a uh, to, into Cape Canaveral. All right, and he tell whatever he sneaks in, and uh, he sneaks aboard a NASA rocket, and he pulls the trigger. He allows it to go into. Uh, into space, he starts to lose oxygen a little bit, and uh, but he flies, he flies this 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 rocket right into the sun, trying to end his life. All right, swerve, it's not over. He gets reborn as this giant sun monster. Oh man, he mutated. He's huge, 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 and he's back in Manhattan. And Avengers are like, oh, we gotta assemble. And they go, and all these people are military. People are fighting. Like, why are we doing this? Why do we even bother? And uh, yeah, this dude's just destroying everything. All right, the ground he walks in just melts. It, yeah, he's made out of lava. He's made out of lava. He's made out of the sun. Thor, Thor gets a storm going. I didn't know he can make rain happen. I knew he could do lightning, but I didn't know he could make rain. And uh, this this sun this sun guy Hardy, who's now a, just a giant f- sun monster, he's so hot. That the rain evaporates from the heat before it even touches him. There's just steam everywhere. There's steam everywhere. All right, Cap throws his throws his shield at him. I'm like, oh, that's 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 I, gonna work. Oh, did it melt? It didn't. It didn't. He actually gets it lodged into his chest, and the wasp does something. Then Iron Man blasts the shield. It did something with the molecules. I don't know. Uh, and then Thor does this giant whirlwind thing with his hammer and blows him up, and then sucks him down and he goes into Earth's atmosphere and uh the boys they're naked again he's still alive but he doesn't remember anything he has amnesia memory wiped memory wiped he goes well what's going on where where am i who are all you who am i and uh there's a cool little uh there's a cool little other advertisement here for apple fruit pies from hostess with daredevil fighting somebody over some uh fruit pies yeah you never me- you don't remember that episode what you remember that 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 uh, issue? No. The the fruit pies that would save the world. <laughs> I remember the Hulk one where he killed some people over fruit pies. That's a good one. Hey man, they make the world keep spinning. <laughs> Imagine how good those taste because he can't see. So for him, his taste buds and his taste is is accentuated. It's heightened. It's got to taste so good. It does. That's a good point. Probably does. Book ends. The Avengers take him back to Avengers match, and there's apparently a follow up on this. Oh, so I wonder if with the amnesia, like they just don't tell him he can't die and he could just live a normal life for a while. Possibly. They also think that he's doing it to get to. He's pretending. They're worried about him pretending. They made, they made a uh, mention of him pretending to be to not remember anything. So they take oh. him back, and he does something bad. So we shall see. Well, that sounds interesting. Not bad. Uh, I have uh, also something from a, a time of past. Uh, I was inspired by all those crazy toys that are going to make me waste a lot of money because they're awesome. So I am reading The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Present the Mighty Mutanimals. Are you familiar with the Mighty Mutanimals, Matthew? I don't think I am. So this is an offshoot. This is 
when the uh, the turtle people were trying to make their own multiverse. Right. They're trying to span out, and they have the mighty mutanimals. Now, this team consists of Wingnut and Screwloose. Now, Wingnut, mm, how he, he is a bat. Bat character, and Screwloose is a mosquito. And uh give you a little bit about their backstory here. Um, Wingnut is a heroic humanoid alien vampire bat. Um, and he comes from the Archie comics, which this is from. This is not, this is more geared toward the uh, canon of the cartoon, not the Mirage comics. Right. This is the Archie comics. Um, and he has an alien mosquito named Screwloose. Uh, and Screwloose is the brains between the two. Uh, he, um, Wingnut's kind of almost like an homage to Adam West's Batman. Okay. Okay. His costume kind of looks similar to it. He kind of acts somewhat like him too. Uh, we also have Leatherhead, which you might remember from the cartoon. He's that Cajun Gator. Oh, okay. Right. And that was one of uh, a lot of the disputes between the Mighty Mutanimals because they were making these characters for the comics that were heroes, and then they were just taking those characters, putting them in the cartoon, and making them villains. villains. Right, right. So they were pretty pissed. That's there's actually the, the main character. They put their foot down. Um, there's a there's Mondo Gecko. He was also from the cartoon. He started as a villain, but then he he had a face turn in the old cartoon. Mm. And him and Michelangelo were good friends. And then there's a uh, Jaguar. Now Jaguar is a uh, he's from Africa. No, sorry, not Africa. Is he from Africa? Brazil. Sorry, Brazil. He's from Brazil. Okay. And then the last one is Dreadmon. Dreadmon is from Africa. Dreadmon's like a wild African dog. Jaguar is, you guessed it, a jaguar. I thought he, I thought he was a leopard. Yeah, no, just a jaguar. <laughs> yeah, they, jaguar, and he's a, he's a he's a a, a cuttlefish. Mm. But speaking <laughs> of cuttlefish, the main the main person is Ray Filet, or Man Ray. It's a, a uh, manta ray. Okay. And in the com in the they made this character for the comics and then there was an episode where they wanted to use him as a villain again and they put their foot down and they said, No, you can't you gotta change the way the character looks in the comics and they did it was like I think they just called him Ray in the comics and he looks completely different. He's like an yeah, amount of rhythm. Sale. It probably hurt the sale. Yeah, it did bit. actually. This is this was supposed to be its own thing and then it, it was actually cancelled after three issues. So I was going to read all three issues, not all today, but yeah. first issue today. And then, um, actually, in the history of these characters, it doesn't happen in this three-issue arc, but since sales were low, they canceled it, and they used these characters sparingly in the Archie comics for the Turtles. And then the creators of all these characters are like, fuck it, we want to do something different. You guys are just making them the Turtles again. Yeah. So they had them killed off oh, okay. in the Archie comics, which is kind of strange because the Archie comics are more geared toward kids anyway. Yeah. So they literally had the whole group just killed off. Yeah, that's what have fit perfectly with that whole mind, that Archie comics like philosophy. Yeah. That I picture them as. Yeah. So um, it starts, you know, introducing the Turtles vaguely. You know, once upon a time there was, there was the Turtles. And then um, they were in a final conflict with... Uh, this bug creature from Dimension X. And we're introduced to this tree, and it almost looks like a sprout. They look like they're newscasters. They're kind of like going to take us along for the ride and fill us in on the details. And it says, as president and majority stockholder of Stump Transdimensional Corporation, I bring you the final conflict. While it was unknown to most, a deal was struck between Krang and Maligna. 
Now, Maligna kind of looks like a cockroach-type character. She's got uh, cockroach chompers. Looks like a bug, but she's an alien. Obviously, Krang the Brain, he's an alien. So they, they had a deal to uh, take over the take over the, the, the world. Um, they sent down some of their, their mutants um, or alien beings down to Earth and uh, were introduced to Null. Now, Null is a... He just looks like a bald businessman with devil horns. Okay. And he's the man who sold the world. So I don't know how he had the deed to the world, but he sold it to Krang and Maligna. Oh. All right? Interesting. So, uh, and it says... We're, we're, we're then shown Ray Filet, Dreadmon, and Jaguar. And uh, they're sitting on a beach. Looks like they're having a good time. And all of a sudden, this this big meteor crack comes right down on the earth. Dreadmon, he goes, that flying rock of yours is beginning to crack open. And then all of a sudden, crack, it cracks open. And uh, Jaguar, Karamumba, you be right about that, man. And Ray Filet said, oh, this is gross. It cracks open. There's all these little, they look like uh, larvae, like okay. little little uh, maggots coming oh, out, gross. but they're bigger. And they're chomping, and they're coming right for them, and they go, oh, boy. Ray Filet goes, they're like giant caterpillars, but, they're, but, but their egg is a meteor that has fallen from outer space. How can that be? And, and who, who laid this egg? Oh, we found it was uh, Maligna. She laid that egg. They're her offspring. And she sent them to Earth to ravish and feast. So she then uh, talks to her henchmen about uh, sending more eggs down to Earth. But all of a sudden, whap, boom, bam, who's that in my lair? It's Leatherhead. He says, not a moment to spare, boss. He's very he's Cajun. He loves his gumbo. And she says, you shall pay for this with your fleshy hide. Oh, yeah, that's not what it's going to cost. And all of a sudden, he's he's just causing a muck, old Leatherhead is. And uh, the as this is going on, the uh, the narrators, the, the tree stump man and the little sprout, they're uh, trying to hide and duck for cover as Leatherhead's just taken out all of Maligna's henchmen. And then all of a sudden, Wingnut and Screwloose come in, and they swoop in, and they pick up the tree man and little sprout man, and he goes, oh, it's Wingnut and Screwloose. Boy, am I glad to see you. And Screwloose, he says, you should be, Woodchip. Now, what are we going to do about saving Leatherhead? And then Leatherhead's like, yeah, don't worry about me. I'm on my way. And they bust out of Maligna's uh, headquarters, and they're on on this alien space planet, and we're introduced to a very strange character. Um, it is just a giant cow's head floating That's through it. space. Oh, it's floating. It's floating okay. through space, and it's smiling. And look at it, just a floating cow head. That's cool. Yeah, just having a good time, floating cow head. I'm here for it. Yeah. And uh, they need, a, they need a, to, to go uh, and save the Earth, even though it's just a planet. They don't want any planets taken over by this cockroach lady. So we cut to, to planet Earth, and we see all four turtles, April O'Neil, Mondo, Gecko, and Splinter all tied up. And Splinter's kind of cool in this because he's wearing like a trench coat. Like it's a cool Splinter. He's not wearing like a ninja gi. He's got like a scarf and a trench coat. Okay. Very different. I've never seen Splinter represented this way before. So then we see Null and these two alien beings that have Captured the turtles, and uh, they're they're trying to figure out you know what we we they should do with the turtles, and um, then as they're talking it out, they go to 
do nefarious deeds off in another room. And Splinter, he goes, you know, I'm going to use my telekinesis power with rats to try to get us out of this. Mm-hmm. So then we cut back to some of the Mighty Mutant Animals. We see Leatherhead, Wingnut, and Screwloose with the tree and the, and the sap person. And uh, they figure, hey, we could just jump in this giant cow's mouth and it'll take us to Earth. It's their spaceship, apparently. <laughs> so off they go. And then, uh, yeah, Wing, um, sorry, Leatherhead's like, I can't believe Maligna's going to invade Earth. Screwloose is like, believe it, she's bad news, ain't she, boss? And then Wingnut. True, faithful Screwloose, Maligna's bad to the bone, or on her case, she's bad to the exoskeleton, because <laughs> she's a book. So this giant cow head is just floating through the earth, and all of a sudden, crack, something hits it. She's going down. Leatherhead, oh, oh what was that? And Wingnut, he says, beats me. Hey, Cuddly, Cuddly Cowlick, that's apparently the, the cow head's name, Cuddly Cowlick. And Screwloose he doesn't hear us. Oh, I got a sinking feeling, and of course they do. Then we cut back to the beach where the meteor and the little larva pupa went off to eat things. And Dreadmon and Rayfilet and Jaguar are sitting there on the beach. And Dreadmon, he goes, what do you make of that, man? And Rayfilet says, you know, it's hard to say, Dreadmon. If they're uh, indeed extraterrestrial caterpillars, then what are they doing here on Earth? Also... They appear completely acclimated to the Earth's environment, which is odd considering they're alien. And then Jaguar goes, yeah, but I think they're headed on inland. And they look inside, and there's some skeletal remains of some of these pupa things, and apparently they're cannibalistic, and they just eat whatever the fuck they want. And speaking of which, they're off into the rainforest. A munch, a munch, a munch, a munch. They're going to take out the rainforest. Not and the rainforest. I know. Jaguar he goes, stop! Men already destroy 100 acres of rainforest every minute. The world doesn't need any insectos de las cosmicos making it any worse, huh? And Dreadman, this cannot be good, man. And, uh, yeah, they turn around and guess what they're going to eat instead of the rainforest? The mute animals. They're going to eat Dreadmon. They're going to eat Jaguar. They're going to eat Rayfilet. Oh, boy, here they come. We cut back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Mundo, Gecko, April O'Neil, and Splinter the Rat. And, oh, those rats are nibbling at their ties that have them bound behind. And, oh, they're free. They bust out. And Leonardo says, cool, our weapons are right over there. Well, that's very convenient. (laughs) Raphael says, excellent. Michelangelo assures us with a far out. And then uh, Mikey goes, who'd have thunk that we'd be saved by a bunch of rodents? Sorry, Master Splinter. And then Raphael, like Raphael says, now it's time to kick some serious shell. Null and those two alien beings that he has as henchmen, they bust in and they start a fight and Raphael kicks the one in the face. Donatello and Leonardo take out the other one. April O'Neil goes up to Null with a sword, and Null says, Now, now, Miss O'Neil, wielding a weapon. I thought that all reporters believed that the pen is mightier than the sword, not vice versa. Uh, 
Now I'll put that sword down like a nice little girl. And then April assures him, She's, you better stay back or I'll catch you. I'll catch you good. And then all of a sudden, Mondo Gecko comes in with his skateboard and he smacks Null right in the face with his skateboard. Very nice kickflip, by the way. Okay. And uh, he takes out Null. The turtles are still fighting with the aliens. All of a sudden, the one alien, he must be part stink bug because he lets out this bulbous thing from his head and it blows some stinky smoke throughout the building and they use it to have a distraction and get away. Oh no, what heavens to Betsy know. So Null and these alien beings, they're off in their spacecraft. And we cut back to Dreadmon, Ray Filet, and Jaguar sitting in the rainforest about to get devoured by these space caterpillars and centipedes. And Dreadmon, he starts running really fast because he's a wild dog. He says, then follow me out across the clearing. They are running. Ray Filet, they're, they're no longer coming after us. Jaguar, tell Dreadmon to hold up so we can come up with some kind of strategy. So they try to stop Dreadmon. He goes, I hear you, Mon. I wait for you at the top of this hill. Jabi with us. Oh, and they come to the top of the hill, and who's there but Cowlick sitting there with his tongue out. Holy cow, they say. <laughs> and it says the next issue will be the Ring of Fire. Oh, no. To be continued. And this has got some really nice artwork of some of the characters. Like, look at that. That is really cool, actually. Jaguar and Dreadmon. Like, the, it's almost Dreadmon's, like the... Oh, like that's that. not how they, they look. Like, they they drew almost how they would look if they used them in the uh, the Mirage comics. Yeah. So... That's really neat. To be continued. I like the art style on that. Yeah. Too, too bad it didn't last longer than just three issues. Yeah. Like I said, they were kind of sabotaged by the cartoon. Yeah. So... Because, yeah, like, looking at it, like, Leatherhead was a villain. Screwloose and Wingnut were villains in the show. They want to do the same thing to Ray Filet. Mondo Gecko was half there. Dreadmon and Jaguar, they never made it to the cartoon, unfortunately. So. Tragic. Hey, Baron, you, you got anything for us today? Yes, yes. Mm. Oh, good. I oh, was wondering. You see, you see. I have a comic here. Very quick one. Yes. Mm. But makes me laugh also much so. So we are seeing a scene of a staircase down to a very dark and loomy basement, mm. you see. And in this basement is a table with a typewriter. Fixed next to it is a waste paper basket full of, of paper that's been discarded, you see. And there's a single light bulb hanging from the ceiling, dangling, dangling, you see, above the table. And at this table sits a dog. Just a regular dog. Just sitting at the table. Floppy ears. Sitting upright. Anthropomorphic dog, you see. At the top of the stairs, there's a door open. Light coming in from the door. And there stands a man. Paunchy, paunchy looking man. Wearing khakis. Appears to be a white t-shirt. Little dusting of hair atop his skull with some eyeglasses, you see. And the dog sitting at the table in front of the typewriter mutters. I wouldn't laugh, Jack. I know things about you. <laughs> you see the dog? No, it's about the Jack. And Jack's laughing because the dog is the typewriter and the dog knows things, you see. Probably the man does things that uh, we shan't talk about on the radio. 
That is a Gary Larson classic from the far, far side, you see. This tickles me. Tickles me to the bone, Tickles you fancy? Tick- oh, fancy indeed. <laughs> Top hat and all, you see. It's a good read. Ah, that puppy dog. I wouldn't want to be on his bad side. <laughs> Very nice, Baron. Very nice. That was a good read. I'm pre- thanks for jumping down on that, Baron. I was wondering what you had. That was a good one. But, all right. That is a wrap on this week's episode of the panel discussion. We want to thank you so much, as always, for your support. And, uh... Now this is podcasting. Salbul, baby! Okay, we all see celebrity stories on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere we can absorb information from every day. But what about the people in our hometowns who make the world go around but don't get any recognition for it? Hi, I'm Dan Torres, and my podcast, Your Average Ordinary, focuses on those people. Those people that have extraordinary lives, jobs, hobbies, talents that you may not even know about that you walk past on the street every day. Join me every Saturday as I'm joined with a new friend to talk about how their average ordinary life impacts so many others. And there's so much to talk about because there are so many different people. You like movies? We talk about that. You like acting? We talk about that a lot. You like video games? I'm always talking about video games. Join us every Saturday, Your Average Ordinary, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can find.